स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाई एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई वेलकम टू वाई नॉट मिंट मनी आई एम सत्य सुनम फ्रॉम मिंट पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम हैव यू बीन इन्वेस्टिंग इन द डेट म्यूचुअल फंड दीज म्यूचुअल फंड इन्वेस्ट इन द डेट इंस्ट्रूमेंट और बॉन्ड्स दट आर इधर इश्यूड बाई द गवर्नमेंट और कॉर्पोरेट इधर फॉर शॉर्ट टर्म और लॉन्ग टर्म पर्पोसेज The maturity of the underlying instrument matters in the rate of return you earn on your investments, because these bonds have an inverse relationship to interest rates in the economy. Let me explain. When the interest rates in the economy go up, the existing bond prices fall, and when the interest rates fall, the bond prices go up. The mark-to-market losses our debt funds experience due to interest rate movement in the economy is called duration risk. the longer the maturity of the portfolio of a debt fund higher will be the duration risk in this episode we'll explore whether taking higher duration risk in debt mutual funds help in generating higher returns to discuss this interesting topic we have with us ravi sarogi a chartered financial analyst and a co-founder of samasthiti advisors let's invite him hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hello ravi welcome to why not make money thanks satya pleasure to be here It's always pleasure to have you here, uh, Ravi. I recently got in touch with you to understand if duration risk in uh, debt funds actually helps generate higher returns in debt funds. For that, you said something very surprising. But before going there, I want to start this discussion from basics. Explain our readers or the listeners about what duration risk of debt fu- debt funds means. Sure. So, uh, so duration it's it's a measure of how sensitive. Uh, a debt investment, for example, a bond, you know, is to market interest rates. So how, you know, a bond investment reacts to changes in the market interest rates, and uh, this can be uh, confusing for our listeners because one would think that the only relevant thing to consider when investing in bonds is the interest rate on the bond. You know, how does it really matter what the market's interest rates are? However, this is not the case. Uh, you know, whenever you know, investors invest in a debt in an instrument like a bond, or for example, a debt mutual fund, it not only depends on what is the interest that that instrument is earning, but it also depends. Uh, you know, the return also depends on the market interest rates. Uh, you know, maybe it would be helpful to take a small example. You know, if you buy a bond for hundred rupee, which pays. Five percent interest, and and let's say that the market interest rate, uh, you know, is also five percent. In this case, someone will be indifferent you know, between buying a bond from the market or buying your bond, as both are giving him or her a five percent interest. Right. But let's say that uh, the market interest rate goes up to six percent. Uh, you know, in this case, the investors will prefer to buy bonds from the market. and the value of your bond which is only earning a 5% interest will go down right so this is an example where you know market interest rate actually causes uh, you know changes in the value of the bond which you are holding and and this is what duration measures so uh, if two things for investors to keep in mind uh, you know one is that there is an inverse relationship between bond prices and interest rates so when market interest rates go up bond values fall 
And the second important thing, uh, you know, to keep in mind is longer tenure bonds have higher duration risk as compared to shorter tenure bonds. And I said to put this in perspective, uh, Ravi, because we are in a uh, you know low level interest rate environment. Uh, so currently, if the government or anybody issues debt instruments of a higher interest rate, then the bonds that are currently available in the market will experience this duration risk, which is nothing but their prices will fall, right? Absolutely, absolutely, Satya. And you know we always need the bonds of different kinds, right? So when like for example you highlighted if say the market interest rate goes up or there's a new issuance of bonds at higher interest rates how that will impact the existing volume of bonds which are there in the market it depends on what type of bond it is you know the different kinds of bonds right and duration measures that right and so the bonds which are for longer tenure you know say if you have a bond which is of a 5 year tenure that will react much more vigorously to these interest rate changes compared to say a bond you know which is of one year tenure understand because uh, anything may happen in the next 5 years and that's why it gets more volatile and gets more impacted yes absolutely and uh, you know the, the way you know uh, the, the duration of a bond is captured is you know we look at the cash flows that the bond has uh, from today till the time that it matures so because a longer duration bond has many more cash flows you know that are due right so it will react much more to interest rate changes whereas a shorter duration bond because it's very close to its maturity and hence the uh, you know most of the cash flows contained in that bond has already been realized and only there is a very limited residual cash flow remaining hence that bond will not react so much and it will be quite insensitive to how the market interest rates are moving understand when this segment is so volatile why is it in existence who are those investors who are preferring to invest in long maturity papers or long uh, duration funds yeah so i think you know we can segment uh, you know the investors in this category into two uh, uh, you know separate buckets so one is institutional investors which actually look at long duration bonds or long duration you know debt funds primarily from interest rate uh, you know uh, hedging right so for example if somebody has very long duration you know uh, interest rate liabilities correspondingly on the asset side you would want to have long duration uh, you know assets right so for example an insurance company uh, you know which writes policies uh, you know which is a very long tenure so they require the insurance premiums that they collect right they require to deploy it you know in equally long duration asset and there that is where uh, you know most of the government bond market you know, is really dominated by institutional players who are uh, you know hedging their interest rate risk between asset and liability by accessing that market now if you look at the retail investors uh, you know uh, for retail investors most of the people who participate in these long duration funds they do it from an anticipation that because uh, you know they are taking uh, you know exposure to medium to long you know tenure bonds the return that they will make is higher right so it's really a, a return play in the retail market compared to the institutional market yeah that's what the understanding is also no uh, ravi because uh, whenever you're going up in a on a risk curve 
uh, you expect a longer um, you know better returns right uh, so even in the equity because when we are going to equity we know that it is risky but we still go ahead with it because we expect higher returns uh, from it similarly in the debt funds within the debt funds uh, when when somebody is going up the risk curve uh, especially with the duration risk uh, is it wrong to expect higher returns for from the long duration bonds or the funds because they are taking higher duration risk yeah so so sanjay that's a very good point and actually that's a very very logical expectation that you know an investor may have that because i am investing in medium to long uh, you know debt uh, they should probably make better returns compared to short term debt and uh, you know so for example you know if you look at how interest rates work we always expect long term interest rates to be higher than short term interest rates uh and and that's you know the time preference of money right so if you borrow money for 2 years versus say 10 years you expect to pay a lower interest rate for the 2 year period as compared to the 10 year period uh which is logical and you know from a lender's point of view they are taking significantly more risk for a 10 year loan and hence they demand you know a higher interest rate so uh, i think from a you know logical story point of view uh, you know this works out well but in reality uh, you know and as your piece uh, you know brought out as well as you know what several other studies have also shown is that this is not usually the case you know the return that investors earn when they are taking medium to long uh, you know duration funds uh, need not exceed the ones uh, you know that the short term duration funds are earning Understand. This is very interesting. So, um, so we can, you know, we can insert, you know, uh, go into the reasons, you know, why, you know, during the conversation. But you know, this is one aspect where you know investors really, really have been caught off guard. Yeah, yeah. Could you explain one reason then? So I think you know we can look at uh, you know two reasons. Uh, you know, one because we discussed duration risk, you know, towards the start of this conversation. right so medium to long duration funds may be accruing a higher return they may be investing in uh, you know bonds which may be giving higher interest but for us as an investor with the return that we earn from these funds is dependent not only on uh, you know what is the yield that the fund is earning but also when we are entering and exiting right so so the timing uh, you know, is very the, important yes and timing is very very important uh, you know satya and uh you know if if we think that timing equity markets is difficult i think uh you know timing the debt market is even more difficult and you know we did a study uh you know at somestity uh you know in june 2022 where we looked at uh you know what are the return on gil funds you know over the past one month uh you know three months six month periods and so we looked at about 90% of the aum in the gil fund space and, and gil funds are your typical medium to long duration funds that invest in government bonds with maturity of anywhere between 3 to 7 years so so these are your uh, what we would classify as you know duration risk strategies and most of these gil funds are lost anywhere between 1% to 5% so while you know an investor in this funds you know for all this period uh, you know prior to 2022 would have been earning higher return but at the point of exit if they get caught on the wrong side of interest rates uh, you know in rbi had been increasing interest rates to fight inflation like all of those incremental return in these strategies evaporated because of duration risk so that's that's one reason why uh, you know medium to long duration funds may not 
necessarily translate to better you know return experience and the second uh, you know aspect is this relationship between short term and long term debt uh, interest rates is very very complicated you know we we took an example of you know borrowing versus two year and 10 year and logically you know you expect uh, you know higher interest rates for a 10 year period but this is not always the case interesting interesting i want to add one you know observation that we have found during our analysis ravi so we try to see how the investments uh, made in the t bill which is a 91 day t bill which which invest in very short maturity papers and we also seen how the uh, investments made in 10 year gsec in 2007 and 2009 so interestingly the one invested in 2007 the gsec 10 year gsec has given 7.3% per annum every year you know cagr return till 2017 this is a 10 year return but when we mm-hmm. see the 10 year return from the investment that is made in 2009 it is just 4.6% it's a drastic difference despite investing in for 10 years which is a very very long period absolutely i mean i think this this highlights uh, you know so, so for example you know satya in equity one of the way to de risk is by going long term right but here you have given an example where even a 10 year duration strategy can really really catch you off guard and, and this is something uh, you know which investors should keep in mind that uh, you know when you invest in a debt fund which is say running a duration of 5 to 10 years right even at the time of your exit you know the fund will have a similar duration which means that just by the fact you know that you have held on to that debt fund for a long period of time does not necessarily mean that you know you have mitigated the duration risk uh you know and and you know we talked about the short term and the long term interest rates and uh, you know most investors they would recall the period 2012 to 2013 uh, which was the taper tantrum period and uh, where rbi had to significantly increase interest rates uh you know to protect the rupee so we had uh, you know short term rates you know overnight rates going up to 10% uh you know whereas the long term 10 year you know gsec yield was in the range of 8.5% so here you actually had a case where the term premium became negative uh you know where the yield curve had inverted where short term rates were actually higher than long term rates so you know when you are playing a duration strategy you have to account for these kind of situations you have to account for the fact that uh you know it's not so simple that you know long term interest rates will always be more yield accretive compared to short term rates understand so one has to invest in this long tenure uh, debt papers or the debt funds only if they are very certain about the timing of their entry and exit if they think that they can't time it then it's better to stick with the short duration funds can we say that ravi yes absolutely sir and i think uh you know one way for investors uh you know to look at and gauge this risk is to actually look at returns you know in dynamic bond strategies where the fund manager uh you know takes interest rate calls and changes the duration of the fund based on their view of how interest rates will evolve and it's a mixed bag uh you know there is no clear evidence that yes uh you know these funds have been able to carve out uh you know duration alpha by properly timing uh you know the duration in their fund so when fund managers uh you know struggle to do this it's very unlikely that an uh, you know retail investor will be able to read uh you know interest rate movements 
and hence uh, you know our advice was always being that the core debt strategy uh, you know has to be into short term uh, you know ultra short term strategy for example works really really well for investors this is so surprising surprising so uh, ravi uh, when it comes to debt fund investments one is the duration risk which we talked about so far the other is the credit risk whether uh, the particular instrument that the debt instrument that the fund has invested in or the we as an investor has invested in whether they'll repay the principal and the interest is something uh you know credit risk talks about and the third one is the liquidity risk but let's talk about the credit risk sure so in fact uh, you know the credit risk uh, you know mutual fund uh, you know a category used to be quite popular before 2018 that's uh, you know when uh, we had several events like the IMFs crisis and the DHFL crisis and several other concerns with respect to corporate balance sheets so that that entire category came under a lot of stress and i think it culminated uh, you know when uh, uh, you know because of the franklin tenbitten episode and we are seeing that the entire uh, you know credit risk uh, you know, strategy in the mutual fund space has uh, predominantly vanished so you just have very limited funds now uh, you know and the average AUM under each of these funds is anywhere in the range of 200 to 1000 crores so these are very very small funds now and what has really happened is that most of the credit strategies have uh, you know uh, migrated into an AIS uh, you know framework and i think i think you know to answer your question credit risk is a viable strategy you know for increasing you know returning your you know in your debt uh, in your portfolio however it's not going to come from credit mutual funds because that category itself you know is very very marginalized now so for investors who have the requisite ticket size you know they can look at credit strategies in the alternative investment fund space otherwise uh, you know we are seeing you know an increasing disintermediation happening in the debt market where uh, you know high yield bond issuances which were earlier only you know popular uh, or available uh, you know to the institutional and the hni market you know there are platforms now which make them available to retail investors and uh, you know investors can you know explore that however you know you have to tread very very carefully credit risk is a very very dangerous animal uh you know and in fact you know sakay you mentioned liquidity risk uh, you know and credit risk but you know both of them are so intermingled uh you know one of uh, uh, you know the primary reason why the mutual fund category of credit risk has vanished is not so much due to credit risk of course that was definitely one of the factor but because credit strategies were being run in an open ended fund framework whereas the market for credit itself was illiquid so yeah so credit strategies can be explored but yeah for investors for retail investors without adequate ticket size they are going to face a lot of difficulty in underwriting you know which credit strategies to use so i think one of the ways that investors can benefit from uh, when, when for example the term premia is uh, you know significantly positive and and we see that long term interest rates are significantly higher than short term interest rates one of the ways for investors to participate in that is by looking at target maturity funds right? so either investors can look at fixed maturity plans and these are three year close ended debt you know vehicles 
where you remain invested for three years and the fund also invests in three-year papers. So there is a full uh, you know, match between your investment uh, horizon as well as the fund's duration. And in this case, duration you know, risk vanishes. Uh, you get the benefit of indexation uh, you know, if you hold a debt fund for more than three years. So it's, it's a very uh, you know, popular way for investors to participate uh, and try and lock in yields for more than three, uh, you know, for a three-year period. And we are also seeing that, you know, the passive, we, we all know the story uh, in, in the passive equity markets. There are so many index funds now and investors are giving a serious thought to, you know, passive equity investing strategies. But it's also nice to see that even though our debt markets are young, uh, you know, passive debt strategies have made an introduction in India as well. Uh, you know, for example, the Bharat Bond series provides investors with an option to not only look for three-year kind of investment options, which FNP is popularized, but also to look at five-year, seven-year duration matching strategies. So that's you know one way for investors to participate, uh, you know, in positive term premium. And at the same time, not take duration risk. Understand, understand. Yeah, this target maturity funds is a very interesting category. Absolutely, and and I think the benefit of using a debt mutual fund platform and trying to uh, you know invest in these strategies is that you know you get the benefit of indexation, uh, right? Absolutely. And some of yeah. the timing of these you know fixed maturity plans, you can get the benefit of four indexations. So, you know, it, it, it effectively brings down the long-term capital gain that an investor will pay to somewhere in the range of 10 to 15%, depending on inflation. Whereas if they were to buy, uh, you know, high interest rate yielding bonds, and even if say that bond is giving you a 10% coupon, and if you are in the 33% tax bracket, right, so that 10% gross interest that you're earning is down to 6.7% on a post-tax basis. So, yeah, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense to stick to debt mutual funds and uh, and, and and try and structure the uh, effective debt portfolio. Absolutely. That's all from our side, Ravi. Thank you so much. This has been really interesting and very surprising as well uh, because uh, so far we think, we thought that, you know, uh, as one goes up the risk curve, they might expect, they could expect a higher interest uh, rate from their investments. But uh, that's been... Uh, completely different from the actual performance that we have seen in the past. It has been so interesting. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Satya. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having me here. That's all for now in this episode, listeners. If you have any queries or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Satya Suntanam S-A-T-Y-A-S-O-N T-A-N-A-M or you can also write to us at mintmoney at livemint.com Bye-bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast